from the shadows to reveal the stark realities of life. Hidden in a nondescript warehouse, the last English-speaking Americans remaining in Manassas, Virginia. Phil Worthington and Ken Kaplan tell it like it is. You are approaching the crossroads of honesty and idiocy. Welcome to You Heard It Here. Welcome to You Heard It Here on NTNRadio.com. Yes. Okay. I didn't know you were there. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was adjusting your headset mic, I turned like mine down, and I'm like, why am I not hearing him? So I was just kind of looking to make sure I didn't screw something up. Well, welcome to another episode of the show. Uh, make sure you check us out if you're picking us up on, uh, boy, a lot of different places. Uh, There's a ton of places. Yeah. There, some reason, uh, Google Play Music is not yet, the search function is not working for podcasts, but we are early adopters, so yes. we will be uh, very important people at some point in life. I hope or so. Something. Uh, but you can find us easily on uh, iTunes, so check us out there. But if you get us on any other uh, uh, outlet, uh, please check out the website. That's ntnradio.com. You can uh, check out some of the other shows and, you know, whatever. You can comment. You can send us email. You can send email to, uh, let's see, you can send email to you Warren at NTN. <laughs> no, no, we always oh. say that. We joke. <laughs> <laughs> you almost made me choke. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, you can reach us at Ken at NTNRadio.com or Phil at NTNRadio.com, or you can even comment on the post. So uh, head over to the website. You can can do that. Uh, so uh, we got to talk about uh, a little bit of politics, and uh, we're going to keep it short this week because apparently we're talking too much politics, which is yeah. hard during a political year not to. But it is. We're going we're gonna to try and uh, keep that to a, uh, a little bit of a minimum uh, this week and you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes. we'll see where it goes. That's right, we'll see where it goes. You know, I don't really have that much politics to talk this week. No, there's there's really only a couple things to talk about this week. One, I think, pretty much the Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, flash in the pan uh, flashed out. Now he's pretty done because uh, he, he he it was proven that uh, if you are of an African American descent, you won't vote for him. But that's such a small part of the population. I'm it's not in the South. Is. Not in the South. In, yeah. the, in the South, it is uh, a pretty significant portion, and the race will be over with by the time they're done in the South. So he, yeah. uh, Hillary won in Nevada, and she won in Nevada even after <coughs> just going on the air and admitting that she uh, tries to be honest, <laughs> which I thought was great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you can watch that and just be like, yeah, I'm going to vote for that person. Exactly. She pretty much came out and said, I lie to you. Yeah, that's right. But she said, the only time I'm honest is I, when you catch me. So right. I try to, that's well, what I try to be then, honest. Even with. then it's all a matter of what is, is. Yeah. So, I mean, she's, I tell you what, her and her, uh, and, and her husband are two peas in a pod, but in, in any case, uh, she 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 won Nevada. Looks like she's going to handily win like twenty points or better in South Carolina. And when they then run through the South, which they're going to uh, uh, next week and the and two weeks after that, it pretty much looks like it's going to be done for Bernie. Yeah, which is a shame because I really like the way he says huge, yeah, huge, <laughs> huge with a Y. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it, uh, that's not surprising. I think most people figured that Hillary was going to get the nomination. So She's about it, the most flawed possible candidate. You, can, <laughs> you know that the sad thing about it is the most honest person in this race, either on either side, is, is Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. There's no question about it. Bernie does lie. Bernie says what he believes. It doesn't matter how crazy it is. He believes it. You know he Bernie believes it. Bernie Sanders inspires me to run for office. Uh, wow. That's, a, that's, that's, why. that's really frightening. <laughs> Here, here's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Bernie Sanders for the last 30-something years has literally done nothing. Yes. No bill he's ever sent. He goes to his people and he says, hey, everybody, this is what we want. And they say, sure. And he goes down to the Senate and he tells them, and they go, you're crazy. Get out of here. And he goes back to his constituents and says, I didn't get anything through because those people are dumb. But if you elect me, I'll try again. And right. the people up there are so dumb. They're like, "Oh yeah." I mean, Vermont, they're just like, hey, yeah, go ahead. And he's done nothing. He and 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 everybody knows his own constituents know he hasn't gotten anything it's, accomplished. It's even better than that, Phil. He he did not have a paying job till he was forty two years old. God bless him. Yeah. God yep. bless him. So uh I would have to say you have to, you know, think of Bernie. Bernie's miracle Bernie. Yes. Miracle Bernie. He leads the life everybody wants to. He doesn't have to lie because he truly believes what he says. Yeah. So and, and he's got a group of people back in Vermont, which is has as much power as nothing. Yeah, backing him, and they're and he doesn't have. It's just genius. Like I look at it and I say, man, he literally has a great job. Yeah, he can say whatever he he, wants. He's got he's got a great job, and you know you can't. So there's not much you can say bad. I mean, he's got uh, Ben and Jerry's down the street from him. So, yeah. he, I mean, what's I mean, the worst about? part about his life is he lives in Vermont. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's winter nine, you, ten months a year right, there. Right. You know, and when it's not winter, it, the people come out and you it, have to talk to them. It's beautiful there for about three months of the year. Um, a couple weeks. <laughs> a couple weeks. Couple weeks. I'll so, give you a couple so weeks. Hillary's going to be the nominee, and uh, we had South Carolina. South Carolina, which should have, um, which should which, have matched up well for Cruz because of the sixty percent. No more for Cruz because it's very it's sixty percent evangelical, which uh, which pretty much gave um, Cruz the win in Iowa. I think he was expecting it. I think a lot of things got in the way of that. Number one. Uh, he was shooting at, at Trump and Rubio and kind of set he, he, this this whole view of of Cruz as being kind of a dirty trickster, dishonest guy. Honest or not, stuck with him. It did stick. Yeah, and you know, I think I think Cruz kind of took advantage, thinking he was going to win that state. Yeah. You know, and he did some stuff like the robocalls, which yeah. nobody wants to hear those. Not, no. not 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 anymore. No, not anymore. Nobody wants to hear those anymore. I think those hurt him. Um, and I think, and I think the pro- I think until people drop out, I think the problem is scary as it sounds is Trump's always going to have his thirty four percent of people, right? And it's like Ross Perot. Look how bad Ross Perot was. For the voting yes. for the Republican side, no, I, that's definitely true. And and uh, Cruz's Cruz's uh, Cruz's going to be stuck where either he has to drop out or he needs Rubio to drop out. Right. And the Republican Party's pushing Rubio right now. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, I mean, they, so they sort of have to, right? They don't. Yeah, really and have I can't a... see them letting him drop out. 
So until one of the two of those goes, Trump's right. always going to have the numbers. Right. I, I think a lot's going to shake out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's likely and that Trump, tonight— And Trump has come out and pretty much endorsed everything Obama has done in the last two weeks. And right. nobody's—none of his—it doesn't, his, doesn't matter. You have to realize it doesn't matter what he says. Right. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. No. He's like Hillary— well, it hey, I'm lying to you. Who cares? Yeah, it, it doesn't matter because he's got a firm block of faithful voters um, that, you know, no matter how much Kool-Aid they drink, they're going to stick with him. Right. And and he knows that. The, the thing that was kind of, I think, surprising in South Carolina was if you look at the map of South Carolina and the counties that were won, he won, ev- he won every county in the northern part of the state and all but two in the southern part of the state. That's. Yeah. I mean, he dominated the state. He won every bit of the every evangelical, which were in the northern part of the state along the border with uh, North Carolina. He won every one of them. Yeah, which, and, makes, and, which should have been Cruz, <laughs> or at least he should have split it. He didn't even split it. Yeah, which says you know. to me he either either the groundwork he did in Iowa and New Hampshire he just punted on because he thought that was going to be a win. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I think he probably assumed, and I think he he overlooked South Carolina, saying, "I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I need to focus here and there." Right. And I think that screwed him. I mean, they got Texas debate coming up. What Thursday? Uh, Thursday. Yep. Thursday, Thursday they got night. to Texas. They, they have one tonight. Yes. It's the CNN, I think, it's the CNN. No, CNN's Thursday. CNN's Thursday. They have some. Oh no, no. Tonight's the primary. I mean, the caucus in, uh, in Nevada. Nevada. Yes. The Nevada caucus, which I think they're thinking. Uh, Trump's going to win by a landslide. Uh, then Thursday they have the Texas debate, and then next Tuesday, I believe six states vote, including Virginia, Texas, yeah. a couple southern states. Probably uh, by probably Tennessee, by I probably think. probably sometime around the time we finish up doing the show next Tuesday. Right, we'll know a lot more. We will know a lot more, and really this 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 whole situation will be done. After Super Tuesday, which is uh, March 15th. So we're going to go to break. We come back. Phil, do you know what you're going to talk about when we come back? You know, I want to talk a little bit about NASCAR. Okay. Because the Daytona 500, I mean, that's a big thing. That was the start of their season. There was a lot of weird celebrities there. Yeah, that's a good subject because I have very, very strong opinions about that as well. So we'll we'll talk about that when we get back. All right. And then I, I got a couple just bizarre things. Okay. This week. All right, great. All right. We're back here on You Heard It here on NTNRadio.com. I you got do have to work for a living, you know. I know. Well, you know, I, it's not like I write the post and mix down the show and post it all oh, up please, please. and upload it to the web. we got to go back to video so I can show the little violin. <laughs> uh, I just had to throw that little dig in there. So I, I like racing. I like all forms of racing. There's a bunch of racing. I watch a ton of racing. I, I enjoy it. I don't like all forms of racing. I'm not a fan of Greyhound racing. 
Oh, I, I don't mind. Okay. I, and I'm not a big fan of horse racing either. Just I, I grew me. up next, living next to a horse track that trained racehorses. So okay. I, I big into, I like horse racing. Okay. Uh, I watch anything I race. I don't get it, Pretty, but okay. But, hey, let me let me rephrase that. Almost anything. I actually am not the world's biggest drag racing fan. Okay. Now, you, you know, I like my favorite form. Of, what's your favorite form of racing? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, probably a roundy round, but probably flat track more than. Flat track's probably more than NASCAR, mm-hmm. you know, but I like road racing too. I've been getting bigger and bigger into road racing. I really like the V8 Supercar Series in Australia. Yeah. Uh, but this weekend in the you US. You didn't ask me. You oh, did what's, not ask uh, me. What's your, you, I'm, you're going to say Supercross. No. Motocross? No. What? My favorite form of racing is Jack Russell Terrier racing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I thought you were going to say maybe like the pickup truck throwing the campers on the small roundy rounds. <laughs> uh, so this week in the, in the U.S. here, it was, you know, the start of motorsports, so to speak, even though Supercross has been going on for a while. Yeah. It was the unofficial start of the race season with the Daytona 500, NASCAR's biggest event that they do in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is what it is. <laughs> they wonder why their end of the season ratings are low, but because your biggest event's the first one. Right. And they had the Speed Week, and they had their Sprint Unlimited. They had their two 125s. Mm-hmm. And this is supposed to give you a feel about, <clears throat> you know, what's going on in NASCAR and get excited and get ramped up. And it's a big spectacle. Mm-hmm. They bring in stars. Why Clef from the Fugees was there. Mm-hmm. John Cena from the WWE. They had UFC people there. They have. It's like their Super Bowl. Right. It, it, right. it is their Super it Bowl. It is their Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Except the winner doesn't get anything except his car taken away for a year. <laughs> right. And a million dollars or whatever. But right. here's the problem. They had probably the worst race I've seen all even all weekend. I think I I watched all the racing all weekend. I think I saw mm-hmm. four passes. Yeah, it yeah, it's stunk. horribly boring. It was horrible. I, I don't know why. After all this time, and it's this is the, the Daytona Five Hundred. I think is one of the most boring races of the year, anyway. But I I, like am, it. I, I am very much opposed to restrictor plate racing. You know, I like it, mm-hmm. and. I do like it when they can run three Y and you can work the inside line, the outside line, mm-hmm. and pass, mm-hmm. and a group of 15 cars will pass, mm-hmm. and then they go around, and then another group will line up and mm-hmm. catch them and stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the lead lap, first to, first to 20th is a second apart, which mm-hmm. they had, right. but everybody was just on the line. You know, right. that 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 three grooves and everybody, or two grooves, at least two grooves and everybody moving... They did not have now. The worst part is is NASCAR celebrating it because they had their closest finish ever, which is true. It was a very close true. finish, but that's the they only you could have watched the last lap of the race, absolutely, and not have to watch the rest of it. Right, right, and and this race even lined up worse than most of them because there was clearly a single line that uh, dominated, and yes. it was the inside. It was the inside line. If you're in the outside line, it didn't really matter if your car was better. And, they, and once they got lo- once they lined up on the inside line, that pretty much was it. And their favorite, mm-hmm. a guy who the favorite for the race, the guy mm-hmm. who everybody wants to see win, Junior. Right. 
who is known in the past because they changed the rule package. They had a package that was working, and they were like, let's screw it up. And I hate that. that. That's what they do. That's what NASCAR does. Mm -hmm. And they had Junior, who is like, Junior takes the lead, and you could, I mean, the place goes wild. Right. You, You know what I mean? And he got out there, and he's known for starting that second line and bringing up the other group and and mixing it all up. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kept jumping out there and couldn't get nothing done. Right. And it ended up causing him to rack. He jumped out there. The air got taken off him because the cars are so squirrely now because they had to change them instead of leaving them where they were. It kind of just screwed the whole pooch. I was so looking forward to Thursday night, four hours of racing, Sunday. Mm-hmm. I, I was supposed to go pick up a car in Massachusetts, and I punted on it that weekend so I could watch the Daytona 500. And after Thursday night, I was I was thinking about going and getting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was, I, I just. Well, it, it went, I mean, it went downhill from there. Yeah. The actual race itself was one of the most boring races I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. It was it was like that time that Carver, uh, Gordon pretty much lapped the field at Dover. I mean, even this, that was better. This, this gets back to what, like what I said, okay? And this is why I am very much opposed to restrictor plate racing. Is restrictor plate racing is all based on drafting, and when you get on a super speedway like Daytona, and it's all drafting, you get single file racing, and it's boring. You used to get two lines, three lines. You get them, but there's still always a dominant line, and it's all. What is the one rule of Daytona? Don't get out of line because if you do, you get shuffled back, right? Yeah, but everybody. But it used to be that somebody would take the lead, mm-hmm. and then the guy behind him would screw him, and everybody would go with that guy, and he'd say, "Yeah, everybody's following me," and you get a half a knot later, and everybody would t- do him dirty, right? And, and the, the field would just cycle back and forth, and the guy who was in 20th would be in first and vice versa. This mm. time here, it was like, I got to use the pits to gain track spot. That, that's exactly what it was. I got nothing else. That's exactly what it was. And, and that was horrible. Yeah. I mean, the fact that there was, the fact that the fastest car by far, he did win the race, Hamlin, mm-hmm. but barely won. And it was a drag race to the finish, and he got lucky. He got lucky. Truex kind of screwed up. Yeah. Uh, if, Truex, if Truex had held the turn quieter and and Hamlin couldn't stuff Aaron in his back fender, Truex right. would have won. Right. And that was the only way. Truex was the only one. I mean, Hamlin was the only one willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, on a negative, on, on a, well, I don't want to say negative, on the reverse side of this, like, most of my family knows the winning crew chief of the thing because he's from the next town over than me. Well, that's cool. And they used to, they all take their cars to his family's garage in the in the town. That's I've met cool. I met like most of his family. I probably mm-hmm. have met him. Right. Uh, Mike Mike Wheeler. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from the next town over, uh-huh. town South Holden. There's big party. You know, right. all kinds of stuff on the. My cousins have been posting up pictures on the, on the fire department stuff because this was his first race as a crew chief. Wow, I mean, think of the connections you have to that. You got a Virginia boy in Denny Hamlin, yeah, and, and his crew chief is a guy from your hometown. Yeah, we're next town next over. Week. Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of weird, right? Uh, so, I, but you know, I, it just was a boring race. It was a very, very boring. It was, boring it was a very boring race, and I don't like races that are dictated by pitting. I just don't. I don't like yeah. races that are dictated. I mean, by, it's part of it, and it's I mean, like, the number oh, of, you can. There gain. was a, there was one point in there where I believe that uh, Kenseth picked up. 14 spots on a pit stop. Yeah. 
I mean, that's ridiculous. That's the only time you I, can pass 14 cars. Yeah, it's the only time you can pass 14 cars. And and how long do you think it is before Danica loses her ride? <laughs> well, she didn't it, disappoint me in this race. In the 125, mm-hmm. I don't know, did you watch Thursday night? I did not. Okay. Cars, she, she'd fallen so far behind. She was out of the draft. I mean, pretty much half a track behind at Daytona, which is a mile and a quarter. Right. Right. Two cars spin in front of her. They're done wrecking. She goes high where everybody else was going, turns the car sideways to put it right into the wall. Oh, my God. It's like. Danica needs to go back to open wheel racing where I think it was last time she actually showed any talent. Yeah. I, she does. She does. She has not. She's yet to grip grab the concept. Well, she's never going to. And she's never going she's to. She's not going it, to. It's been four years. Right. If she yeah. don't know it now, she no, ain't going she, to. She's not going to, and um, it's just... To a point, GoDaddy left her. Yeah, GoDaddy left her, but then somebody else shows up and... Nature's goes, nature's whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. Uh, nature's... Yeah, that's right. just not going to work. So, yeah. anyways, that, that's all. I just okay. wanted to say... I, you know, I was a little Yeah, snoo- snoozer. Daytona snoozer. The Daytona snoozer. Right. Yeah. I, I, the NASCAR nap. Yeah. Thank God! Thank God! Where I watched it, they had a whole bunch of food and everything. I had to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'm with Richard Petty, who's completely against restrictor plate racing. He said the best racing it should be the fastest cars, not the cars that have been dumbed down by the by restrictor plates. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yep. So, anyways, what it what, you we got a little bit of time. You mm-hmm. want to kick one off? Or well, I actually to? came across a story this past week. Uh, a that it actually sounded when I first came across the story, I thought it was kind of a, sounded like a cool thing. Um, eight, you know, 20 something, early 20 something people uh, decided that they were going to take their personal sled toboggan thing. I mean, it was enough right, to hold okay. eight people in it, so it would have been a toboggan and go down the Luge bobsled track after hours at the, at the uh, Canada Olympic Park in Calgary, where the Olympics were, right? Okay, so let me, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Is it like the plastic one, or is it like the old school sled with the rails? The, the sled itself? That they were using. Uh, they were using just a regular old... Toboggan. Uh, toboggan like, type thing, yeah. Okay, so not like the old sleds that were red and had the steel runners? Yeah, no, no, nothing, uh, okay. it, nothing they could actually steer. So, oh. and, and they figure they go there, and they, uh, that, by the way, that loose track is used for training. And yes. it's, it's open to be right. used by uh, professional or semi-pro, whatever they call them themselves anymore. Now they get paid. Uh, luge people to train in there. So they decided they were going to do that. And it probably wasn't a good idea because two of them ended up dead. Dead? Dead. You know, you yeah. can get the speed up. And that's oh, hard ridiculous You're not on snow. That's, no, that's ice. That's ice. It's ice. Well, it's that's what, like, okay, that's what I was asking about mm-hmm. the sled. Because if you yeah. had the rail one, at least it was... Yeah, similar to I a bobsled, although you'd still die. Yeah, you still die. So they said that Saturday, uh, emergency crews received a call from an employee at the facility, which is in Northwest Calgary, at one thirty a.m. in the morning. Uh, after a report of several injured people uh, from on a closed track, and they uh, apparently they went about part way down the track. And they were all males, by the way. No. And they, and, and they hit a large gate that is used to separate the luge and the bobsled tracks. Ran into that gate. Ooh. Probably doing 70-plus miles oh, an you hour. You got it. I mean, yeah. those things are fa- They fly. Okay. They are scary. 
scary fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to a point where they wind tunnel the sleds. Right. And like Jeff Bodine and those guys, Todd Bodine, the Bodine family from mm-hmm. NASCAR, right. are huge developers in the sleds right. for the U.S. bobsled team because right. they got tired of us getting our ass kicked. Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, wow, uh, hit, hitting a gate at 80. probably 70, 80 miles an hour. Yeah, you know, there was no how. I mean, even coming off and just banging your head on the ice at that speed. I used to do, when I was a kid, alpine sliding, mm-hmm. you know, which is the concrete right. r- track, and you're on that little sled with the wheels right. and it has to break. Right. Which, do they even do nowadays? I got to imagine with, like, health stuff and lawsuits, they probably don't, I right? don't. I've not heard of one in a lot of years. Yeah, so. you know, and the speeds you got up coming down the mountain, where you even had a break and you were, like, yeah. wheeling it. I mean, it was... You right. come off the party was you were hurt. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, imagine I mean, coming. Not. Imagine coming to a stop all of a sudden. Yeah, I, oh God, that's just that's just dumb. Yeah. So you know. Uh, so now the big thing is the police trying to figure out how they got on there, how how they were able to actually get on the party on the on the on the property after it closed. And my guess is that they probably hung around after everybody. Went yeah, away, you know, hang you know. hang out, hide I, in the I've bathroom. Done that. I've yeah. done that. So we've all done that anyway, so. allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Anyway, but um, we we'd be failing our our uh, our uh, crime consulting business if we admitted that. <laughs> that's right. Um. So yeah. So wow. Mm. Yeah. That's that's not good. Not you know good. None of them are not on not good. So what do you, what's on the table when we get back from this break? You know, I'm not sure if you know who she is, but I want to talk a little bit about Tyler Tequila. I mean, I like the name. It's a cool name. Oh, you would like you would like her Tyler Tequila uncorked video where she had a lesbian twit twit tryst tryst tryst. I mean, it's kind of hard hard uh, to argue know, for with her that. sex tape and everything. I mean, phenomenal. But uh, when we come back, she said something kind of convert controversial, mm. and then didn't apologize, and then I kind of turned the tide and started attacking, and I actually agree with her, mm. which is kind of odd. Well, I mean, we both like women, so I mean, all right. <laughs> Who's bringing this in, Ken? Uh, apparently, you are. Uh, well, you know, we we, uh, we should have discussed it during the break. We were just yeah. too busy discussing way too much other stuff. Uh, so this is, you heard it here on ntnradio.com. You can pick us up on podcast servers and all kinds of stuff like that. iTunes, Google Play, whatever that is. Google Play Music. Google you might Play actually Music. find us by the end of this month, my understanding that they'll have it up, the yeah. podcast feature. Fully so. up. At least that's the projection. Although I, I and, heard and it was give us to if be. we have good numbers on there when they start out, maybe Google will think we're good people or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not, but probably. they might. So, and I know Ken, you're a little bit older than me, and Tyler Tequila is is obviously younger than me. Mm-hmm. But Tyler Tequila uh, is a singer from Singapore. Let's try saying that fast. A singer from Singapore. Yeah, she's a. Singer from Singapore, but she's been involved in just a ton of other stuff. She's had some songs. She's been on reality TV. She does hmm. actressing. Wow. Uh, you know, she, I don't know why I don't know who she, she is. Acts because she's never really had a 
big role mm-hmm. and stuff. She had a about the same time Kardashian had her sex tape. She had a sex tape out that made Kardashians look horrible. Um, wow! Yeah, I'm it's phenomenal. This was a phenomenal one, uh, and she's been. You know, she's she's kind of one of those people that's always in pop culture, but most people don't couldn't tell you what she actually did. But she's pretty popular, especially people in their early 30s, because she was their people, and maybe tw- mid-20s to mid-30s, because she was their, you know, everything kind of person. Hmm. So, she's not too bad on the eyes either. Oh no, she is pretty pretty attractive, and that's why that lesbian video is phenomenal. Mm. Her mm. sex tape. Um, is she actually from Singapore I or she of Singapore actually, descent? I think she's actually she. Oh, that's a good question. Because mm-hmm. she, I mean, uh, I I don't know how anybody in she's from Houston. I'm oh, sorry. I'm looking. She's a Singapore de- descent. Okay. Her parents are from there. Okay. Oh no, she was actually born there. Okay. I'm sorry. She was born in Singapore. I, I did not know that. Hmm. Uh, but she's been a model, singer, songwriter, actress, TV personality, that kind of person. And she lives in Houston now, Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. And apparently this week she's, she uses the N-word in, like somebody from Houston. In, in, in what context? You L- might like, like like a rap singer might use yes, it, right? Okay, and she uses that, and she said something on Twitter to that of using that word, and it blew up because you know everybody on Twitter is politically correct. Mm-hmm. So they everybody went and started attacking her because she used that word, and her defense was, "Is I'm from Houston. Stop telling me to say the word. This is if if and and she flat out said." If you grew up listening to pop music in the 80s or 90s and early two th- and 2000s, mm-hmm. that's part of your vocabulary. No, certainly in the 90s, I would say. Definitely the 80s, too. Well, if you did rap and stuff like that in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't so, as much rap in the 80s. But definitely the 90s. Snoop right. Doggy Dog, Dr. Yeah. Dre. Right. Uh, and she said Nicki Minaj just released a song that had the uses the word a hundred times. I don't know if it does or not. Mm-hmm. And nobody's complaining to her. It's part of our culture. Okay. I agree with that. Nicki Minaj is what color? It doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't I, matter. I, 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 it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> do, it doesn't. I understand what you're saying. But the, but the African-American community has decided doesn't matter. That they what, own the word. And that's racist. That may be true. Okay. But, but I'm just saying, you know, you're going to get fi- you're going right. to get kickback. I, because listen, I've gotten it my whole time. My I, whole life. I understand that. But you also understand that the African-American community believes they, they own yes. that word. Yes. And I'm glad to see a celebrity telling them the same thing. If, if you don't want to hear other people use the word, you got to stop. I, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, because, you know, when, when football players call each other that on the field and when basketball players mm-hmm. call each other that during a game mm-hmm. and when a rap artist refers to his buddies. I mean, that's, I grew up, that's how I referred to my friends. They weren't my friends, they were my ends. Mm-hmm. That's what they were. Right. Because, because every album I bought during that time, with the exception of the hard rock stuff I bought, used the word. Right. Well, because you you're, you grew up during that time. Right, because mm-hmm. I grew up in a time where right. gangster rap was the prevalent music source, mm-hmm. and it everybody used it. Right. 
And it didn't, it didn't, it was, we were far enough away from the 60s and the 50s and the Democrats controlling the South and beating people up that that wasn't our generation. And mm-hmm. it was just a word. It's more of a term of endearment. I mean, there's a group, Tribe Called Quest, that comes out with a song, Sucker Ends, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, they, they even right. say in it, we use it as a term of endearment. And they do. If you have anything to do with the black community, they do. Right. You right, know. right, um, right, and, and right, and like I've said, I've had my black friends like call like, like I've said, they've decided that they own the word. I'm just glad a celebrity is calling them out. Another celebrity. So what's the what what has the <laughs> fallout been from her? She's a reaction? racist, obviously. Okay, obviously she's a racist. Right. They hate her. The the even all the all all the people all the people who give rap album of the year to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> for saying it 40 times and loved the Django Unchained for saying it 90 times right. or 290 times or whatever it was, mm-hmm. right, are now saying she's wrong for saying it. That just pisses me off. So, again, so the the response was, did she actually say that if you don't want me saying it or anybody else saying it, you should stop using it yourself? You can't, ex- quote from Twitter, uh-huh. you can't expect people of all races to listen to popular music and not have the N-word embedded into their heads. Uh, example, well, here's another quote, example, at Nicki Minaj J has the song where she says, and the word itself, the mm-hmm. N-word, uh, over a hundred times and has violent guns and visuals. Uh, what outcome did you expect? Yeah. 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 And she's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I will play you that Tribe Called Quest song <laughs> on, on YouTube. It's called Sucker. Yeah. And you you go out there and listen to it, and they say it a hundred. The chorus line is the word. Yeah. You, you know, I grew up in a time where you know before Dre, before the you know. Is, is there anybody in the African American community who's saying, who's responding that they're right? If you don't, just want a this bunch word of Uncle used. Toms, according to the rest of the African American okay. community. Okay. You know, there are there are guys like Alan West. I remember taught. I actually mm-hmm. for another show we did mm-hmm. was sitting there and I said something to Alan West. In uh, when we were in Congress, he was still a congressman at the time, mm-hmm. right? Because there was a there was a kid there that used the word referring to his friend, right? And it was two black kids, mm-hmm. right? And and he he said to him, "If you want respect and want to be, then you can't. If you use the word, you can't be offended when somebody else does, right?" And and I agree completely. You know, a friend of mine owns a car shop, and one of his partners is gay and they were sitting there looking at something and is the kid that worked for him who's in his early 20s said something about the guy doing it he said he's such a fact right and the guy got bent out of shape and my friend had to take him aside and he said but to that kid he doesn't mean he's gay that's the new word for a-hole yeah you know because that's what you know when you say it like that that's what these people mean Political correctness, you know, words change all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's like this is just something that's I I, I think well, this she's is a right. little bit different. It's a little different in the standpoint of if you don't want to if you don't want a word to be used, don't use it yourself. Right, right, right. Uh, that's that's that is completely. If, my if you say it's not a word of disrespect, then when somebody from a different race is using it, why do you assume it is a word of disrespect? Right. And that's right. and that's exactly what Tyler Tequila is saying, right. and and she is she's absolutely right. 
Yeah. And and I never thought I'd find myself agreeing with her on anything. <laughs> Except well, her choice I, I'm, of women. I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, you know, I, 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 I agree with the point. Uh, I'm not sure I necessarily agree with the way she made the point by using the word initially. Well, but she when, she, came out, when she, she used came the word, uh, when she used the word initially, mm-hmm. she wasn't using the word to prove a point. Right. She was talking back and forth between a friend. Yeah. And it came out because it, it slips out on me sometimes. Yeah. When I talk about my friends from back home, from right. that era, that's what they were. Right. And they were white, black, mm-hmm. uh, some Italian, you know, not everybody was right. Crisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I mean, I, I, and you see it in movies, you see it in television, you see it all over the place. Right. It's almost like it's 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 more accepted now than it was three decades ago. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. It definitely and, and, is. And that and that certainly can be attributed to rap music. Yes, I don't it think there's de- any question. It definitely is. You know, and at the time in the '90s, a lot of rappers said that they were using it to take the power out of the word. And I mm-hmm. and I believed that. Right. I believed the early rappers were doing that. It was mm-hmm. taken, and it did. It it actually devalued the power of the word. Mm-hmm. I the word does not mean now what it meant in the sixties. It it may not mean yes, but the the problem is the African American community is claiming that when used by anybody who's not African American, it does right. Because which because is a complete they, double standard, right? Because right. they need that, mm. you know. Because they want to believe we're all racist. That right. anybody who's not African American is racist. So, okay. I I just I wanted to applaud her and let you know, and I'll send you a copy of her. Okay, I'll bring in a copy of her. Okay, video. I, I just you. want to understand the subject better. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so uh, you know, uh, one of my, uh, how do I put this? One of my least favorite liberals is also also a very entertaining actor, Woody Harrelson. Okay, I thought you were gonna. And, I, and you know, if, everybody. If loves, you liked Baldwin, I was gonna throw stuff at <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, uh, Woody. Everybody likes Woody Harrelson because of Cheers. Let's be honest. You know, I didn't like his character in Cheers. Yeah, but his character was funny, stupid. It was funny. Whether stupid. you liked him or not. Yeah, everybody. 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 I loved them in Zombieland. Yes. White men can't jump. Yes. Okay, white men can't jump is another example of what's right, going on with right. Tyler Tequila. Uh, so, uh, but Woody Harrelson is a tried and true liberal. There's no question about it. And Oh, uh, Woody Harrelson. Have, did you see him in the one with Justin Timberlake and Miel Kunis? Uh, the one where they wanted to be F buddies and then... You know, friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. The name of the movie. Oh, okay. That was that, he was great. Well, if Mila Kunis was in it, then there's a yeah, that, then you everybody should, wants to be friends with benefits. If you haven't seen that, you should see that. Okay. So, uh, but he he's a big time liberal. So, and he's also uh, apparently he's a big time pothead. He, he's he's a big time pothead, and so what he's decided to do because Hawaii has taken the first step to everybody has uh, unlimited pot in there. Which, by the way, just so you know, this is the way it goes. First, you allow uh, medicinal marijuana. Then the next step is like, well, nobody decriminalize died. It, right. Then you decriminalize it. It's happened in the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. It happened in Colorado. And it's in the middle of going through it in California right now. So, but Hawaii has just, uh, this past year, um, voted to allow medicinal marijuana. And I'm not going to agree or disagree with that. that. I'll leave that up to other people to do. But Woody Harrelson said, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon because it's a big moneymaker. It is. A big moneymaker. So he has applied for a license in Honolulu County, 
um, under his company that he created called Simple Organic Living. Translate, yes, right. So, uh, the Hawaii Department of Health actually has had 66 applications. Now, we're not talking about a very large area, okay? No. And you're talking about the vast majority of it being on the island of Oahu. It's where I lived. I lived on Oahu for a year. And I can tell you that I don't know how many they're going to open, but if there was 10, it'd be almost on every corner. Right. Okay? Um, And the state is now reviewing the applications, and what they'll do is they'll award dispensary permits... And they're going to be awarded in April of this year. Uh, now, amongst the people, <laughs> I love this. Amongst the people who have applied, the include, include <laughs> a video game entrepreneur uh, Hank Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he applied for a license under his company, Blue Planet Foundation, because <laughs> ain't nothing that makes a planet more blue than a good. Yeah. When you come down off a good marijuana, you know we should get the global warmer people saying pot smoke ruins the environment and let them all fight. But this company apparently advocates for energy independence, you know, which in Hawaii, <laughs> how does that fit into Hawaii, right? Um, but you know what Hank, Syria. you know what Hank Rogers is famous for? No. He's actually uh, the guy that discovered the uh, video game Tetris more than 20 years ago. Ah. Uh, and he lives in Hawaii in, in an entirely solar powered home. I still play Tetris. Uh, also, other applicants, applicants include uh, Dirk Fukushima. That's the Yakuza uh, I was talking about before. <laughs> who does a local television show called Hawaii Stars, and now he'll be doing Hawaii High Stars. Um, <laughs> oh, now, we got to start a show, High Five Oh Hawaii. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Hawaii High Five Oh. Hawaii High Five Oh. Oh, I gotta go. I gotta call my brother-in-law. And we got boys the shows like. So to you gotta ha- you gotta have some deep pockets in this because in order to even apply, you have to have a million dollars in cash in in a bank account. <laughs> you know, okay, it's still drug have. dealing whether the government's uh, using exactly, it or not. Exactly. You ain't got a million dollars. We ain't talking. Right. Oh, and then you have to have a hundred thousand dollars for each dispensary location. And all applicants must have been Hawaii residents for more than five years. Not quite sure how that works in with Woody, but Woody's probably a resident of 50 states. That's my guess. Right. Okay. Um, the state's going to uh, grant eight licenses for marijuana dispensaries. So there's your answer. Eight. Okay. So now we know. Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and with those eight licenses, you can have two production centers Two production centers, which we used to call farms. Okay. <laughs> right. They used to be farms. <laughs> right. And two retail locations. So there'll be a total of 16 dispensaries. Now, can you have a farm stand at your, <laughs> at your production center? Yeah, I guess. I mean, agri entertainment. <gasps> wow. They are making, they are changing agri entertainment. That's what it is. So there's going to be 16 dispensaries statewide. Six are, six are going to be on Oahu, four on the big island. You could have to drive a long time to get your pot. Four on Maui and two on Kauai. And they're set to open in July. So they need to be growing now. Right, which means they've been growing. They've been growing. So there's 66 guys growing pot in Hawaii, and <laughs> yeah. only eight of them are going to be allowed to. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's, it's like the name of the mob has changed. Yeah, that's that's it. Yep. <laughs> because you know what the government's going to do? Well, we're going to have to seize your pot. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So that, that's uh, that's all I have to well, say good, on that. Good for, good for Woody Harrison there. <laughs> good, good for Woody. Good for Woody. Uh, <laughs> but but remember, Woody, you don't want Woody stems. Yeah. <laughs>
Wow. And Ken, when we get back, Mm -hmm. I kind of want to geek out. I have other things to talk about, but I totally want to geek out. We all know I love the sci-fi. I love anything that has to do with space. And NASA came out something yesterday that made me punch a hole through my wall, fist pumping, running around in my underwear. And uh, if we have enough time, uh, I, I want to talk about a story I came across about a four-year-old sentenced to life in prison. <sighs> the terrible twos doubled. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Back here on you heard it here on. You're just like in control today. I am. I'm. 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 I, I'm okay with that. I. I, I actually you've been try, doing I mean, it the last couple of weeks. Exactly. You've been so totally I, in control. That's kinda, I listened to some of these shows in there, and I realized I'm always taking it coming in for commercials. So I said, well, I'm gonna take a step some ways back it's this a little week. easier because I'm working the board, and that's yeah. why I don't really complain about okay. it. Okay. Well, I was trying to be fair. That's uh, but you weren't even looking because I was actually pointing oh, for you to take it. I heard the music. Yeah, I know. I was pointing for you to oh, take it, and you weren't looking. No, I wasn't looking because I wanted you to take it. Oh, so I took it. I, I didn't know you. That's why you were ignoring me. I just thought. And, and here were, we are entertaining people by arguing about our roles in the <laughs> But <studio>. nothing <laughs> that they understand or, or care or about. Care about. Right. So I totally geeked out yesterday. Right? Was it yesterday? I don't know. Yes. Yesterday. I came across an article that just geeked me out. I I dream for the day that I could leave this planet and go fight an intergalactic war against I don't even care who. In the middle of space with warp drives and lasers and death stars destroying whole planet and aliens. I mean, that's... And see, I, and if my, I was my, younger. My fascination with science fiction goes back to the mid-60s, before Cap- Phil was even born. Captain Kirk it, it was, banging all the strange aliens. It was, it was the, green, the green women and the, the green tights <laughs> back in the original Star Trek series. It was like, I'm a young... This is prepubescent Ken getting interested in women, his first rejection women. And we're they were aliens. All, they were aliens. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. And from that point forward, I was a, I was a science fiction Right, because nobody wore skin-tight clothes except for aliens <laughs> no, back then. That's right, exactly. That's, I, I, I can totally see that. So I read an article from it's on foxnews.com, and the title is Mars in Three Days, NASA touts new propulsion system. Mars is six-month trip? It is a six-month trip. That's right. It, right now, That's it's right. a six-month trip. Based on current propulsion technology. Right. Six months. Yep. This is saying we can be there. Or, or with Obama's president, it's 20 years. 20 so, years. That is yeah. true. It is, Mars is 20 years away. Right. Uh, but they're talking, and, and, and it even has cool names because they, obviously, whoever developed it, whoever developed it, obviously watched Star Trek and Star Wars and everything, because it's the photonic propulsion system. Where apparently they're going to use lasers to propel giant sails. I, I I can't even say this without getting goosebumps. <laughs> We're not going to rely on solar wind or any of that other stuff. Jet fuel, right. lasers. The, now, well, the, tech, the 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 theory about a ship powered by uh, sails 
uh, is actually not recent. It's an old one. Yes, that's an old one. And that was based on solar winds. Yes. But now they're going to use lasers to push the sails instead of solar winds. And the lasers are going to actually be on Earth, my understanding. Yes! And they're going to point up at them. And we've got big lasers shooting into the sky. Here's here's what I have a problem with. So the laser hits the back of the sail here from Earth, sends it to Mars. Then they want to come back. I don't care if they come back. <laughs> right. You gotta, then you got to have lasers on Mars, If right? you're on Mars, why would you come back? Uh, you've been watching too much of The Expanse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, they're like, oh, my God, we got lasers. that We have lasers that could be able to shoot something that could be able to go millions of miles. Right. Yep. I, I don't even know how many it's miles. It's cool it technology. I didn't quite understand why the laser wasn't on board the craft. Why it was on Earth? Because then you could go wherever you wanted to go, right? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Obvious, obviously, they spent too much time watching Star Trek and not enough time watching Babylon 5. Okay, I got you. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. You know, because Star Trek, they eventually in the movies came back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Babylon 5, they're like, screw all these other places. Let's right. just go. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm with you. I, I wanted to know why there wasn't a laser mounted on the ship. My guess is probably massive laser it takes to actually be able to. Well, that's drive the other thing. thing. I wish in the articles I had read somewhere was a size of the laser. I mean, yeah. how big are we talking? I don't know, but they're going to have a proof of concept this year, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't yeah. know where they're having that. I'm going to be there. I'm going. <laughs> Road trip. I'm taking my camera. I want to see a laser shoot into space, and push something. I, I have a feeling the proof of concept will probably be in a lab film and be very boring. I hate them. I hate <laughs> them. Don't ruin this for well, me. Well, from what I read about it, their first proof of concept is actually to try and transport a, something the size of a wafer, and that's it. <laughs> they can shoot it into my mouth. I volunteer. <laughs> if it's a vanilla not, wafer not or a, a sugar stuff. wafer. Sorry, Phil, no double stuff. <laughs> <laughs> shoot that sugar wafer. Oh, my God. Before we go any further. Pause the podcast, people. After I tell you this, go to the store. Go to Walmart. Cinnamon bun Oreos. Food of the gods. <laughs> when we get into outer space and meet higher forms of life, that's what we need to have on the spaceship. Because they're going to say, why shouldn't we blow Earth up? And we're going to give them cinnamon bun Oreos, and they're going to say, wow. This is why Phil's a slender 175. <laughs> okay. This is why I am, I am a it's trim 250. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yes, I am so psyched about this because they're talking proof of concept this year, which means maybe before I'm dead. Oh, yeah. In the next five years, I probably don't have more than five years. Assuming the proof of concept proves it, the concept, right? Yeah. I mean, this is is just, wow. Yeah, it is very, very cool. And And I I do agree. And then we'd be able to, you know, ship Mark Wahlberg off somewhere. (laughs) I mean, not Mark Wahlberg. Who is it? Uh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. No, 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 no. Who's the... Oh, no, 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 no. You're Matt right. Damon. I'm sorry. Matt Damon. We'd be able to ship Matt Damon off and go rescue him. That's right. From wherever the hell he as goes. As long as there's a laser on Mars to shoot the back of it so it can come back. Uh, but what about Interstellar where he got lost someplace else in space? I, uh, you know, if you were Matt Damon, you'd probably sit there and say, you know what? I don't want no more space movies because they keep leaving me places that's that is true <laughs> you know i mean that, that's gotta that be a little true, risky but my guess is he's okay as long as it pays as well as it does that's probably true but yeah so anyway it's very cool so you know what be glad you don't live in egypt because they are <laughs> i'm telling you they are you know here in the u.s if you're a minor you cannot get sentenced to life in prison 
Let, which unless, I kind unless, of unless you're convicted as a, a as an adult, which you can if you're a minor be convicted as an adult. But generally, that means you're a teenager or something. But apparently, in Egypt, you can get life imprisonment from birth. That's, That's kind of hard. How do you commit a crime before you're like uh, well, two? Let me tell you about the story I came across about a four-year-old. Okay, so Egyptian court sentenced a four-year-old boy to life in prison for committing four murders when he was only one and a half years old. How does a f- kid a year and a half old kill four people? He was convicted of it. He was convicted in absentia on four counts okay, of murder. So they don't actually know, have any proof he did it. They just convicted <laughs> it's him. It's Egypt. Okay. Okay. So the, the moral of this story is don't go to countries where there's no law. Yeah, exactly. So he was convicted in absentia of four counts of murder, eight of attempted murder. This is a busy little year and a half year old. Okay. Vandalizing property. Because you know what? They, they can do a lot of damage in the terrible too. So one and a half is <laughs> just a little bit advanced, right? And disturbance of the peace and threatening police officers. <laughs> How do you threaten a cop before you talk? <laughs> he was probably talking. He could say a few words. Yeah, F, you, F the pigs? That's right. Off the pigs? What? So um, the boy was part of a list of 115 defendants who were all given life sentences at a military court in Cairo for uh, crimes committed on January 3rd, 2014, when he was a year and a half old. In Did the they prop- have the wrong name? Please tell me they had the wrong name. Uh, doesn't look that way. The boy's lawyer presented Ahmed's birth certificate to okay, the court. Okay, well, all right, he deserves life. <laughs> <laughs> he presented the birth certificate to the court, but the judge refused to review the case. So it was like Obama's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, another Egyptian lawyer, Mohammed Abu Harika said the case proves that the Egyptian scales of justice are not reversible, and there is no justice in Egypt. No justice, no Egypt? <laughs> so no, no justice what they, in what is, Egypt. So what was there like, okay, help me out. Mm-hmm. Was there like some kind of like gang killing, and he was like arrested in the house? Well, sleep? apparently there were a bunch of riots and stuff like that, and there were 115 <laughs> people involved. <laughs> and his mother had him in the stroller during the riot? and I don't know how they got his name. They didn't mention how he's got his name. Um, you know. it, it probably was. It probably was the F the police uh, onesie he was wearing. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so the court is not going to reverse the ro- ruling, and he's good for ex- them for sticking for the. Court. He's expected to be taken into custody in the next month. I don't even know what to say. Uh, how, how does this even happen? You think the police show up and okay, say, "Okay, everybody who thinks America." <laughs> Is is so wrong, and we're racist, and we hate people, and everything. Right. Pay attention to this story because that's what happens in countries without constitutions. Oh yeah, without the rule of law. Well, actually, Egypt has a constitution. Yeah, well, not a real one. They Modeled after Egypt. ours. Yeah, no, apparently not. Constitution doesn't doesn't say they follow it. You can have one. God knows, a lot of people don't follow the constitution in this country. Yeah. So four year old convicted of murder, sentenced to life. That is, I tell you what, when you're four years old, that's a hell of a sentence life. That is, that's, you know, I mean, the best thing. Well, in Egypt, do, that's like, what, 22 years? Yeah. You know? It probably ain't option eligible for parole. Yeah. <coughs> so, And I don't think they have, like, youth detention centers like we have here. I mean, you're going, he's probably, he's probably. He's going to learn it. If for his first, fifth birthday, he's going to get a shank. <laughs> what do you get? I got a shank. 
Wow. Yes. Yeah, so. That's so screwed up. <laughs> it is screwed up. It's it's entertainingly screwed up, I might add. So. I mean, uh, wow. That's so wrong. So uh, did you hear about this 18-year-old in Florida, which Florida is my favorite <laughs> which state. Which is like the Egypt of the West. My favorite state, who for the second time, for the second time, uh, has been ar- arrested, has been arrested for posing as a doctor and actually, yes, I did. And actually running a medical office. Doogie Hauser. As a gynecologist. God bless that kid. At least he's smart. At least he wasn't stupid and be like, I'm a dude. You know, I'm going to say, or, or, I, I can't even go down that road. We're talking about Florida. Okay, you know oh, they, can't, they don't have teeth. No, oh. we're talking about Florida, where a lot oh. of the people are elderly. Maybe he's got a perversion. Um, we all have him. His is just sick. Yeah, yeah. So he, they, they arrested him. His guy, his name is Malachi Love Robinson. He was arrested. Malachi. He was arrested several weeks ago and charged with practicing medicine without a license, and he's being held on six thousand dollars bail. He's a doctor. Six thousand dollars is nothing. <laughs> you know? Dude, he hasn't just write him a check. Uh, he he, they, he was arrested at a West Palm Beach clinic he opened. Who who the hell gives you a lease? Okay, and officials say love it's probably Robin- some old some old member of your clan going uh, probably going. Oh, the kids these days they look so young. The officials say Love Robinson performed a physical exam on an undercover agent and offered medical advice. Yeah, I mean, do you think anybody noticed? <laughs> probably the fact didn't. That he, probably didn't give him away until he just Googled it for the Sims thing. <laughs> yeah, the officials say detectives and the Florida Department of Health began investigating earlier this month, and it's the second time that he's actually been cited for practicing medicine without a license. How do you get a second opportunity to do that? Right. How are they not watching you? <laughs> the sheriff's office tweeted, I love this tweet, just because you saw a season of Grey's Anatomy doesn't mean you can practice medicine. <laughs> In my case, it was watching Marcus Welby, MD. But... <laughs> I watched Doogie Howser. I, I, I actually saw an interview on TV with this kid. Is he at least smart or does he come off as a buffoon? Uh, he actually comes across pretty smart. He actually comes across like a pretty intelligent um Seems like he's a kid, probably uh, above his age intelligence level. Um, I guess that the whole, you know, four well, years of medical school, but you college. Know, what do you learn medical in medical school? school that you can't find on Google? <laughs> right, I can watch videos of all the surgeries. <laughs> That's true, and they they walk you through it. I can read WebMD. I mean WebMD. Do you? Re- I mean, you're eighteen. You're an eighteen year old boy. Do you really need to go to Google to figure out how to be a gynecologist? <laughs> well, he probably was looking up how many fingers is offensive. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say that. The difference between <laughs> testing and tasting. Oh, oh. hey, I'm sorry. Oh, goodbye, I went, I went completely listener. in the gutter. You, you definitely did. Maybe I'll cut all that out. <laughs> yeah. I said maybe. All right, folks, we'll be back next week and hopefully a little higher brow.